The world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hello, everybody. It's been a little while since I recorded a podcast, and um, I'm happy to be back. I like going in my cave in the winter. (laughs) I always think like, oh, maybe this winter I'll like do more of this or do more of that. And every winter, I just go way, way in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think that is, you know, along the lines of the more natural flow with um, nature. And so it was uh, all kinds of things. (laughs) I can't put one word to it. But um, yeah, this winter was was filled with everything you know all of the emotions all of the good all of the dark all of the you know all of it lots of lessons learned lots of magic experienced and lots of learning lots of learning um i learned how to read the akashic records which is something that i've been practicing and really getting into i started using essential oils and um this actually kind of there's a couple catalysts that started that first my dear friend carrie Sosha, who's been on the podcast a couple times she is really into the oils and i knew that and she's always talking about them and um you know i just didn't really get it (laughs) like i understand aromatherapy and i always thought of these oils as just like something that's good to smell that can you know help your mood and that was kind of it but then i started studying for a presentation for the mystery school and it led me down this path of all of these priestess mysteries and practices that have been forgotten about and one of them is the job of the mirafor which means myrrh bearer or bearers of myrrh and it's a very very ancient practice with the oils um, with essential oils and they produce the oils a little differently than we do today but um, they still carry the same energetics the same uses um, there's even new oils coming out so anyway it was the esoteric part that got me that opened my mind more to these oils and what they're capable of and I realized it's just like another form of frequency medicine and that's what we're going to be becoming more and more aware of as a collective as we keep moving into this age of Aquarius it's the wave it's frequency it's how important the unseen is for our lives, our health, our well-being. And so that's what got me into it. And now being a Taurus moon, loving using my senses and smelling all of these different kinds of oils beyond like lavender and peppermint, which are great, but like getting into some different ones 
It's really helped me get in touch with my emotions, um, get more in touch with my body, and has also increased my intuition. So not to go on and on and on about that, but that was one of the big highlights, I feel like, of this winter. And I'm going to continue to share more about the oils and all those things. And if you haven't checked out my um, priestess presentation yet on YouTube, go do it if you're interested. It's called Remembering the Priestess and the Goddess. And um, I talk about sort of the transformation of the goddess archetype down to the priestess and out to us. And, and we all carry this archetype within us, men and women. Um, I think a lot of women will probably connect with it more. And I think that a lot of women are sort of on the forefront of this um, awakening consciousness because it is the feminine principle that we have been missing for a long time. It hasn't necessarily been missing, but it's something that hasn't been in our conscious awareness. So that was my goal with that presentation is just to kind of help you remember, possibly remember some ancient memories and also understand that archetype a little more. And it just, she just wanted to come out so bad. Like she wanted to come out from undercover and there was a lot of stuff I had to work on personally um internally to be able to bring that presentation about because we all hold deep wounding um from different aspects of our lives or our past lives or our ancestry and if we don't become aware of it you know we can project that out so it's always my intention to do the best i can um, not to do that and I am human so it's always bound to happen at some point but it was my goal to really be an in integrity um, in presenting those precious archetypes so um, what else is new Saturn just moved into Pisces and I am really feeling it and the guest I have on today, Lacey Eshelman, she's amazing. She is like a powerhouse of a soul. Um, she is like the epitome of grit and softness, <laughs> which is amazing. So um, it's like she really brings this super, super potent grounded medicine that can help you just you know stick through some of the tough stuff and know like you are so held and you are so nurtured and supported always and um I feel like she just really holds a beautiful space for that and so we recorded just like a day before I believe before Pisces uh Saturn moved into Pisces and I love what came through because um she really talks about how important it is to be embodied right now. And I think that's just such a good point during this time where, you know, this Pisces energy could feel a little bit ungrounding. So it's um, great to lean into the flow and the magic, but also to stay grounded in reality and not let your, um, not let it get away from you, you know? So... I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Lacey. I absolutely loved it and get ready, buckle up because you're about to get a whopping dose of wisdom. 
All right, here we go. So today I have Lacey Eshelman with me and um, we met through Instagram actually. I think it was the, was it the dragon round table where we really like. Well, it was, it was before that I jumped on that story. Um, you live, you did where you were oh, asking. Thank you for being you. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was before or after. So, okay. That it was Stevie that like, I found you through because okay. I, I'm, I'm a lover of all things Stevie farmhouse moon. So yes, me too. Where I found you originally. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to have you here today. And when you shared on the thank you for being you, like I just had people come on and share their favorite, like spiritual stories or experiences. Yeah. And, um, I was, I could tell you had more. <laughs> like, All right. She's got to come on the podcast because I feel like, um, your stories just get, sounds really interesting without even knowing it already. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's my favorite topic. So I, this is a good match for sure. Awesome. Well, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Lacey Eshelman and essentially like what I do is, you know, I ignite that inner flame in people and I'm, I consider myself an activator coach. I really work with energy and awakening and reconnecting to that heart consciousness and the heart centeredness so that you can hear that inner guidance and 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 I do that a myriad of ways like art uh sacred space facilitation coaching and probably another million ways I'm I'm big time nurture that's my my vibe so and I have a, a large Scorpio chart so everything I do is really deep <laughs> oh. I'm I'm about roots down or roots up, I should say. So I, I go all the way in and I look at things really at a deep way and I have a, a good solid intuition. And, and so I just love, I love going all the way deep in my own personal journey. And then I like supporting other people who are really walking into unknown spaces and looking for support and guidance, because something I've learned in my awakening journeys is, is that like, healing that receiving wound and learning to be in community is really the fast track. And so those are the places I'm passionate about is like, you know, supporting people into hearing that inner voice, getting strong in their discernment and allowing vulnerability and openness in, in joining in community, which in a lot of times when you're in this, this vulnerable space and like doing all this work and, um, it can feel like something that's not safe to share. And mm -hmm. so I'm super passionate about creating spaces that are, you know, in integrity and sovereignty. And I do that in partnership and I do it solo and it's just, I, I can't help it. It's clearly what I'm here to do. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I feel like you and I have a lot in common and I also feel like you hold some medicine for myself and many others. So that's really yeah. cool. Thank you. You know, I have had so many wild journeys and because of just what I'm here to do and like the level and depth which I go, like I feel like I want to share whatever I have learned in my journey. And 
support other people in it not taking so long. Like it's like all about the fast track, you know, if, if you want, like I've learned and I'm sure you have in your journey too, is like things take as long as you want them to. And so I feel like my medicine is really loving and nurturing people back to themselves to remember like who they are and what they're really about, which is, I think why we connect so well and, um, and really get unstuck because when, when we're in the deep waters and we're in the void, you can get lost to it and you can spiral in those dense energies and get stuck. And that's my medicine is like, those are familiar waters to me. They do not scare me. And I love to guide people through their own discernment and their own sovereignty in just that little bit of light that they need to, to find their way to the surface and bring the juicy nuggets that you're going to carry out of that void space. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would love to hear more about your own journey. Like how I know everybody's kind of like, well, I've always been on my journey. <laughs> like yeah. they're definitely, you know, what are, what is like one of the pivotal moments for you or how do you, yeah. you say it I started have, quote unquote? <laughs> yeah. I have a very dramatic start to things. And like, you know, it's like, there's, there's this pivotal point that like happened through an experience, right? Like, so we all, it like comes in myriad of ways, but we ha- all have this experience where it's like, oh, that's really when I cracked open. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, usually through pain and trauma. And my story is no different there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good place to start, right? Of like where my awareness came online. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then, then you get the cool thing of hindsight where you can go back and be like, oh, every, all, all things were leading to here. Right. <laughs> And, and that's where I, I, I can totally relate when people are like, well, I've always been on my journey, but like the awareness cracked open for me through a very just wild set of circumstances. You know, I, I, um, I'm born and raised in Alaska and I had a, a wild and crazy Alaskan childhood and I, um, have never been a conventional person. So, and I, and I don't come from a conventional line. So I college wasn't going to be a clear pathway for me. And so I just got busy living and here, you know, my dad's in the trades. He's actually a powderman. And so he has done, worked on many big projects across Alaska, clearing mountains. You know, he, he blows things up essentially to make roadways and things. And so I was looking for a way to make money and to get started. And so I got into road construction and I did traffic control because my dad did not want me working with powderman, <laughs> which was what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to learn like to do what you do. But, you know, we were still in the uh, dad daughter paradigm where it's like, eh, I don't want you working with a bunch of gross guys. So yeah. so I got I got put on the B team on, on traffic control. But I was excited because it was a pathway to make money. And previous to that, I worked on the oil field, which was very uncommon for girls, especially very young. I did that yeah. right out of high school. So I had this crazy thing and it kind of put me on this path. Fast forward a few years later, I found myself back in road construction and I was going to work just like every other day. It was a night shift and my life forever changed. I got run over by a drunk driver at oh. 50 miles an hour and I was not in a vehicle. And um, it's one of those things where like, I know for a fact, like, there was a large spirit team on, cause like I, I should not have survived what happened to me. Not, right. not many 
people get to tango with a piece of metal at 50 miles an hour and live to talk about it. Yeah, um, seriously. So it was like an instant impact, blow your world apart situation. Uh-huh. And I was like flatlined essentially. You know, I, I, my body sustained this massive thing and I, I was in between spaces and I had the experience of limbo and feeling myself going. And I, I really can attribute like the love that people had for me and my community and the prayers that were said that energy is what called me back. Um, so it was, it was very powerful and I was 25 when this happened. Wow. So just getting started, just getting your feet underneath you, you know? Yeah. And, um, so it, it, it's changed everything like at that moment, like, and it, it set me on this path of like deep healing and recovery and what started out physically. So, you know, it was, I was very, I can look back now and I see how spiritually disconnected I was. And I could never, you know, I had the, all the things that happen when we're not spiritually connected, the sadness, the darkness. And from the outside looking in, I was doing all of these things and I was successful and I was making my way in the world. And, but I just had this weight of like, not knowing what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to be. Like I had no connection with myself other than like what I felt like everyone else was supposed to. So this deep sadness I carried with me through life. And, um, you know, this, this outside situation that happened, like changed everything in a moment, literally, like I couldn't move. I was smashed to bits and I was also in like incredible pain. And so long story short, 14 surgeries, like many, like few years in a wheelchair. Like I, you know, I, the outcomes were not terrific for me and like nobody knew how long and nobody knew what it was going to be because I had sustained so many injuries you know they're like okay we got you here and so I did all the things and I I followed all the medical advice and I would not be here without that like medical intervention is amazing and we are so lucky to have those things to capability but it only got me so far and I was still really sick and I was still really unwell and then I also didn't have the physical capability that I once had. And at at such a early age, it was very confining, you know, and, and I didn't know when it was going to get better. And it was years, it was just years of just struggling to do basic things. So what that did for me was it brought me into my internal world for many years. I mean, all I could do was, you know, use my brain. And luckily, you know, for the most part that, that hung in there pretty good. I got a good rattling, but nothing unrecoverable. And so it's, it's one of those things that like pivoted me and changed me and it lasted so long, but it was this opportunity that my soul needed to really reconnect and really find myself and my connection with spirit and redefine everything. And it it put me on my path. So like now we fast forward, I think it's been like, I think 15 years, it happened in 2008. I'm not a math person or a time person, but (laughs) whoever is there, there it is. Um, You know, it, it, I can look at that and say like, this was, this was the greatest gift and it truly was the worst nightmare of my life for a very long time. Um, but I took that medicine in and it transformed me and it softened me and it 
opened me in ways that that are uh, immeasurable so I'm I'm truly in a place where I'm like able to look at that and be grateful which people who were around at that time like still get cringy about because it was so intense um but I mean it's a great place to be and so like that was my starting of my initiation which if if you're a birth chart person or astrology person like if you see me it's like of course that's what happened like you know I'm like all before your Saturn return even though that's like a lot (laughs) I'm a death rebirth gal like okay uh, Okay. I'm here here to burn it down in well all the Scorpio energy makes sense yeah (laughs) rough it's rough but (laughs) it's given me this layer of deep medicine and, and I, and I'm really excited because I feel like I'm just, I just turned 40 this year and thank you. And, (laughs) and so it's like this really juicy part of life and I have so much awareness and, and that journey just like kicked it off. Like that was how I kicked it off. And then it also reframed my entire lens on how I look at life and what I'm here to do, which is clearly what it was meant to do. And I, and I'm really like, I'm at a place where I'm like super proud of myself and for what I was able to accomplish in those years and the struggles that I overcame and like the lessons that I learned, because I feel like, like I showed up, like I showed up and I did the hard things and I faced fears that like are generational Mm-hmm. and it set me on that path. And it's like, it also like gave me this confidence. So now like every everything now is in that lens of like what can I burn down what can I cook through how can I metabolize this experience for my soul growth and and you know what that's intense it's not for everybody Uh (laughs) and I, I, I think my 40 years of wisdom is really learning like okay not everybody wants to go there like yeah right I have the same issue who can go there with me but like I literally live in that space like I'm there that's how I see things and so I'm I'm learning to be a little more tactful and like also like keep my opinions to myself sometimes which I think is a valuable lesson like just because you know things doesn't mean everybody else wants to know them <laughs> and do you, uh, do you make an effort to have some fun too <laughs> so I'm learning right that's the medicine that's the that's always like that's the card I get that's the when I'm getting an energy session they're like inner child play like yeah yeah (laughs) but I feel like that's the medicine my children have brought into me which was like that that's my other favorite awakening and more recent awakening right so there was all these crazy things in between that happened from that accident time to here to grow me to where I was ready to open and that this is like this is the big one. It's like, so that was huge, but like this, like walking into the motherhood journey and like facing down those generational bags was huge for me. And that was like something that has cracked me open and continues to in like insane ways. And, um, I'm here for it. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard because I feel like that put my spirit back in my body and I had to overcome all these physical things. And, but this is like very emotional and very, um, just like learning, learning to do things all all different, you know, and be open to their experience and letting them teach me like, 
I'm so grateful. And I, now I know too, like that whole experience and what I learned and who I became is opening this pathway of motherhood that like, I never could have accessed any other way. And now I have two incredible beings I get to go on that journey with. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. That's like, so how long do you feel like, are you still, do you still feel like you're recovering a little bit from the bodily trauma that you had? I will for, like, I explain it to people like this. So like me and pain, we, I, I got a doctorate in, in pain management through my experience, like physical pain, yeah. which also taught me really what pain is, which is so more multidimensional as is everything like yeah. our understanding and how we approach pain. It, like I could, I mean, and I will, I'm sure write books. Like I, what I learned through that experience and how I healed through that recovery, because, and that's, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I don't even want to get on that. Cause like the amount of medications I was on for pain and, yeah. you know, I, coming through that. And I, I, in an, in a short story, I, I was able to get myself off of all of that and heal myself through that. But how I describe it to people, the after effects of like living in my body from sustaining that many injuries and, and surgeries is like, it's something that will be with me always. And yeah. I'm constantly navigating that. And, and the way I describe it to people is that if someone else landed in my body mm-hmm. who had not had all of the training to live in this body, they would feel like they're on fire. Like, because like I, I live with a lot of aches and pains because of that. Mm. Um, but it's a testament to that, you know, some days are better than others, but like, I am on no prescription medications. I, you know, I don't, I don't have to live through pain medications and things like that. And, and, um, for a very long time I did because I was, still learning how to navigate that new system, but I was able to create structures and routines and, and connect to like earth medicine and all the, all these wonderful things that we have available that like, just take time and understanding Mm -hmm. and integrate that into my life in a way that like, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm bright eyed. I'm, you know, I'm in, in it, you know, and it's not always, but like, you learn these things if you're open to it and you figure out what works for you. And that was that learning through pain was really like what cracked open my awakening because like I was in such extreme pain for such an extended period of time from like, you know, my bones being shattered, my guts being torn out. Like it was, it was so extreme for so long that I really had to learn how to rewire my brain around pain. And so like, I'm like, if I can do this around pain, I can probably do it around anything. So that was, that's what opened me to like neural pathways and like rewiring your brain and like all of these things that like opened that up for me and to do it in such, to have it like such, I I call it like street cred, you know, it's like people hear it's such a crazy (laughs) story that like, they're like, Oh, and then they're like, Oh, look at, (laughs) you know, it's like, um, it helps me connect with people and be like, if, if I did this, you can do this too, whatever it is. And, and I have this conversation around pain with a lot of people because pain's so misunderstood, 
you know, like we have it framed in a way where it's like our enemy and you have to quash it out. And like, that's what, that's what going through the medical scene was. And like, and, and they're under trained and under supported in how to interface with somebody in extreme pain. You know, they have limited tools and understanding and, and what landed you know, I was on all of these crazy medications for a very long time to yeah. try to numb out the pain. And yeah. then also culturally, we're, we're told like, you don't want to be in pain, get out of pain as fast as you can take it right. out of they'll take whatever, like, whatever it is, you don't want to do pain, like, yeah. you know. And so I had to realize like, pain's part of my life now, <laughs> like, in, like, in a very real way. Yeah, I just keep hearing the word acceptance like over and over as you talk yeah. about this because I feel like that's what pain teaches is that because our culture for so long has taught us we don't want to feel bad, we only want to feel good. Yeah. We've forgotten the medicine in the quote unquote bad or dark or negative yeah. or you know, and it's taught us to be afraid of it rather than to lean into it and ask it like, okay, what, what am I supposed to look at here? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? And yeah. um, I just, I always like use that term, the pain teacher too. Like if, if we're not like aligned on our path or we're doing something that's really harmful to others or ourselves it's like the pain teacher comes in not saying like what happened to you was your fault but like no, but it, it really was I was calling out for help and the pain teacher showed up because it was like all of the things you know I didn't I didn't have any other way to access it and like I feel like that's the old paradigm that we're leaving too is like really having to learn through pain and suffering and I feel mm -hmm. like I learned that. And now my, my job now is like moving that forward and learning to learn and hear the subtleties that we get all the time. And that's really what, for me, like trusting your inner guidance is and like learning your sovereignty and your discernment of avoids the pain teacher. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt yeah. and comes in the suffering teacher can be <laughs> minimal, right? Like pain teacher isn't so bad when you get to know them. Yeah. Um, it's, Oh, okay. Like, but the sooner that you can listen and adjust your course, mm -hmm. like you can avoid some, the, the, as I describe it, the two by four, right? Like for much yeah. of my life as the two by four teacher, like you didn't listen to the like 20 things we were whispering in your ear. So now like, boom, here you go. And yeah. like, I was in that place, like, and, and something that like, I've never really even talked about, but to maybe a few people is like hindsight looking back. I have a very vivid memory of just lying in bed and being in that soul crushed space of just like not wanting to be here anymore mm -hmm. and like not knowing how to feel because I had become so disconnected from my light, so disconnected from spirit that I literally couldn't anymore. I was so tired and I just wanted a break. I just was like, you know, and I was in oh, this talk about a break. Like, and I got like a 10 year break from society because I couldn't function after that, you know, and I had to rebuild myself. And luckily I was loved and supported and held safe. But it's like, this is the thing about universe. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you don't know how that package is going to come. And it came in the form of like an extreme traumatic experience for me, but it was the soul break I needed. 
and the space I needed to adjust and like live life differently. And it had to be extreme because where I was at was extreme. And so, you know, I'm learning like, to, like what I hear you say with excess, ex- acceptance is soften, mm-hmm. surrender, mm-hmm. all these wonderful feminine qualities that are like undervalued Mm -hmm. and I certainly didn't have the connection to those things and so through that pain that was what I learned was to soften to surrender and I one of the things many years later when life had started getting manageable again you know I came across a Eckhart Tolle interview and he was talking about suffering and that you know pain is going to be a part of life but suffering is optional Mm. and it just hit it was like one of those truths that just like hit like at the core of I was like this is what I just learned like because my when I quit resisting when I quit fighting it when I leaned in and like the suffering stopped you know and so that's that's the truth bomb that like you know, I took a hit in a big way. Mm -hmm. And my goal is, is to be the Jiminy Cricket on other shoulders, you know? Yeah. So that they, they can maybe see what's coming down the line and adjust their course before the big hit, you know? Um, I, (laughs) I think it's really interesting how you're phrasing that like Jiminy Cricket, like help people get to a certain point before I, I hadn't really ever thought about uh supporting people in that way before so that's a really interesting way to look at it because I you know I I think it's like challenging my thought process a little bit which I always appreciate because I think I have thought like well everything's like everything's divine right like everything is laid out the way it's supposed to be but I really appreciate what you're bringing to the table here with saying, yeah, but it can be easier. It doesn't have yeah. to be so hard. And um, I'm similar to you where I di- I dive super deep. And I think one of my hugest lessons has been how to navigate things where um, for me, I think it's been actually allowing myself to feel and not avoiding the hard stuff. And then also, you know, moving on. Whereas I think my my tendency usually is to just like power through, move on, but I wasn't allowing myself to actually feel what needed yeah. to be, you know? So um, it's just, for me, it's always that like, it's like a tightrope walk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like leaning into feeling and then moving on and then leading into feeling and then moving on and like just keeping it flowing, you know? So I do love the message that you said though. You were like leaving this, we're leaving this old paradigm that you need to suffer. Like we're leaving that part behind and we're moving on to like, these processes can get easier. And I think that as each of us individually is doing this work, that's what's also contributing to it becoming easier for others because we're affecting those patterns of not just of our own ancestral lines, which does a ton, but also just like the ether among us, like the, just the patterns that of consciousness that we're all that are streaming through all of us, you know, it's like, we're rewiring everything. The more we all 
do this inner work. So, and with the kids coming in too, it just seems almost like they're already more advanced souls or something. I oh, don't even... it's cool to see these kids coming in. Like it, you can really see like, we come from a very dense paradigm. Like our, like we were like, um, all these steps have been coming out and lighter and but like we're we still really grew up in the density of like the old paradigm that we're transitioning out of and so it is really cool to see these kids that are coming in and the lightness that they carry and the the like they're not as attached to all of these these things that are so that we're really having to clean out you know and that's that to me is like exactly what you described it's like I look at it as like energetic pathways, like rewiring the energetic pathways. So it's like, you know, and that's where we are all interconnected and it is ancestral. And there's, there's all these things in my own story and yours and everyone has them where you can see like, oh, wow, I really, I really shifted something there. Like I really cleared an energetic line and it's, and it is for our own lines, but it's also for just like you said, the ether, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel that way. I feel like learning to rewrite so many things in my own brain there is there is the collective inner inner web too and so that the subtle subtleties of all of that it is changing you know it's it really is and I think it's important to we're tasked being alive at a time and we came here you know to be here for the unraveling and the unwinding of things. And I think that's why so many people are having like these really crazy personal stories because something has to, you know, you chose it to mix up your own energetic frequency so that you can be part of the bigger change to come. And, and it's, it's like, I was in, in the sauna last night with some friends and had this really cool conversation of, of exactly, of exactly that of like, you know, I feel like so much of the work that all of us did is like deprogramming the fear consciousness Mm -hmm. and so that is that's also like this place that I love to play in is is like okay I'm in unknown territory again I am scared because the unknown I don't know and like Mm -hmm. I am programmed with all the things that say if I don't know what's going to happen and I don't have a predictable outcome then it's scary and that I should retreat into what someone else thinks or an authority outside of myself to feel safe mm-hmm. and so like I feel like that's the paradigm in a nutshell that we're leaving out of is yeah. like oh no when I am rooted in the earth when I am grounded in myself when I have my base systems up lined and connected I can trust my own discernment and that I can impact the world in a way that's going to feel good, you know, and that like, yeah, it is scary as all get out that like, I don't know what is on the other outcome, but staying in this stuck place is really where the pain and the suffering is Mm. like that unknown space. We were so conditioned into fearing it's really that's the void that's where the magic happens and you can pull anything out of there yeah and so even if it is hard even if it's challenging like that can be miraculous and fun too if you let it if you learn to weave things that way and so I love I love that void space that in between 
place. And I feel like that's, that's where we're learning to dance now. And I feel like these kids already have it down. They're just like, okay, like it's a magic bag. Let me see what I can pull out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I usually like in the past, I've felt really uncomfortable in that space, that void space. And then other times I'll feel like incredibly creative. Um, (laughs) It's so funny. One time I I told my friend, I was like, they were like, how are you? And I was like, I'm kind of in the void right now. They were like, tell me, how does that feel for you? And I was like, well, it would be great if I didn't have a lot of stuff to do right now, (laughs) like (laughs) where I could just like, float around in it and not feel any pressure from my world (laughs) yeah and and I think that like that piece what you shared right there there's so much wisdom and this is where like grace and understanding and and allowing flow in your life is so critical especially if you're in a deep unknown space because that like I have I've had these vast spots in my timeline where it's just like so much is so unknown for so long that like I became very masterful in sitting in that unknown space because it is so uncomfortable and like we want to get out of there as fast (laughs) as we can but it's it's in allowing yourself like the time to settle into it and like just and you can get faster at it. it doesn't have to take so long that's you know that's again what I'm like love in the supporting factor is like let's let's speed this process up a little bit so that we can also take care of all the 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 3d things we have to do yeah but it's it's very easy to get sucked out of that but it is wonderfully creative and I feel you know we all have these art forms living inside of us and I I'm a I'm very passionate about creative energy and like that was something that reopened for me I I realized like I've always been an artist, but I shut that part down because it was like, you know, I didn't have any way to relate to it in a way that could provide for me or make money. And so it was like, it just became like a mute point when I was younger. And so I didn't develop and exercise it. And when I got spiritually reconnected, I was like, oh, my creative, there you are. There's my creative self. And so I was able to start pouring that through and realize it's just for the sake of creation. Like it doesn't have to be all these things that we put on it. Right. Which is so true for everything. Like we put all these things on something and then it makes it unattainable. So it's like, just, just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Like being so productivity minded, it's like, yeah. What happened to just like enjoying life? (laughs) Yeah. Talk about joy killer. Like, you know, it's, it's this, it's this thing in this, you know, like I have honed and mastered like this creative feminine force. Like, I feel like that's what this, like all this softening has done and healing, receiving wounds. And I'm, I mean, I've been big into the, the healing, the receiving wound this last few years. I think motherhood like really like ushered me through that in a way that like, you know, was definitely the medicine that I needed. Um, but in in that it's like coming back to coming back to center and allowing the play to happen and allowing these things to be open-ended and just exploring you know I'd love to hear more about your journey with motherhood and also like how that opened you up to receive because when I think of motherhood, I think of just like so much giving. (laughs) So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. 
so this is this is what I like to call the core mother wound. And that's what I learned through starting opening that and deciding to take that journey. It was a very conscious, you know, I had become so conscious and like this was an area in my life that like I was completely avoidant in because of my own childhood and my own stuff. Uh, like it did not feel safe, you know, having children equated a lot. I, there was a lot of stories about why, having children is so hard and like all of these things that like, you know, have to give up to be a mother, Mm -hmm. which, which isn't, isn't wrong, but like it, Mm -hmm. it, it, in the way that it was just like the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) intimidating and scary. (laughs) Yeah. And especially like you're responsible for these people and like, you can mess it up in a thousand different ways. And and uh, it just felt very scary for me. And I was very avoidant of it in my life for a very long time. And, and but like having this whole consciousness journey prior and like getting to know myself and learning that lens to look with things it eventually just came down to like, and my age, like it came down to like, uh, well, are we going to do this? Like, mm-hmm. and my husband was like, you know, why haven't we done this? Yeah. And I was yeah, that's a really great question. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> sit with that. Like, and I had just gotten done with like in the midst of my intensive coaching school that I went to because I decided that that was really an avenue I wanted to explore. And so I learned so much about myself through that process and how to organize and structure things. And um, so I really just I took it on as like the next challenge of like, well, I need to unpack this because I don't I'm blocked clearly, mm-hmm. like because I'm avoiding this in 9 million ways on paper. There's no reason why I shouldn't be open to this now yeah. um, at where I'm at in my life. And I clearly am. So, so, you know, I, I decided to open that can of worms and really like, you know, like we were talking about, like if I intentionally open something, I'm going all the way in. <laughs> yeah. so I did that in my, in my mother wound because I was like, why, why? And so I did it with curiosity and I allowed myself to just, go into those places that I was very avoidant and holding a lot of pain that I didn't realize around. And I danced in those spaces for several years of really like having to clear that energy out. So then I could decide for myself, like, is this a journey I choose? Yeah. And am I, am I just avoiding it because I'm scared and carrying the story of my mother's mother's mother on my back, which is entirely what I figured out was happening Yeah. because I was I had all the fear and the stories and the pain that they had carried blocking me, you know? And, and, and so I just was like, if I put their stories down and I just feel into myself, like, do I trust myself to, to choose this? You know, is it something that I want? And so I had this, like, who gets to do that? Like, that doesn't happen very often. Usually like, usually you do it because you're supposed to, or because it happens or, you know, a myriad of, there's a lot of ways that we enter this world, but like I had given myself the spaciousness around it and I didn't allow time and other people to pressure me into just doing it. Cause that's what you're supposed to do. And I yeah. sat with those things and I cleared those things and really it just opened up, opened up the beginning, you know, it was like a beginning of a whole new understanding of myself and also how to process these things. And so I decided that I'm not those stories and that I have so much to offer and that regardless of what happens, like 
I feel like I could really be a good mother. And like the people who know me in my life are like probably roaring with laughter because I am like the biggest mother energy, like in my, in my circle, like I mother every, like I can't not. (laughs) And, but like, you know, for a lot of years, it was in a very um, unhealthy way. And it's because like you pour your love in right. And out like, and I was doing that to everyone in this very much like my responsibility. I need to take this on. It's my job to fix this or give somebody what they need. And, and so, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so you open the can of worms and you get into the, into it and you're like, Oh, that's really uncomfortable. That's pretty terrible. Like, you know, and so like motherhood was this avenue into opening the receiving wound for me because you are required to pour so much out, but because I was choosing it and I was very conscious and deliberate and I decided before I got pregnant and I talked to the souls that wanted to come in and I could feel them for years before I decided to get pregnant. You know, I, I, we had, we had a spiritual understanding of each other and like what we needed out of this, if we were going to do it. Yeah. And so I made commitments and I decided who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up and what the values were that were important for me yeah. as to be safe in, in motherhood. Yeah. And like I needed to get out of it to like feel, and I had no idea. I mean, like you do these things and you have no idea how it's going to show up. That's right. what unknown. You make these connections. And, and even if you're doing them very consciously, like, yeah. which, which I had this opportunity that I gifted myself to do very consciously, which was like, I feel like I'm doing something, you know, I felt very empowered by it. Right. Completely like drug me through the ringer. <laughs> because it's like, you know, it's going to show up all of these uncovered things in, in, in yeah. innumerable ways because you, you unearth the stuff underneath when you make these kinds of agreements, you know? Yeah. But I, I wholeheartedly chose that. And yeah. so I knew that I already carried the medicine to sit in those uncomfortable spaces and to honor whatever came up and, and it does, I mean, it comes, it comes up in a thousand different ways, but it really each, I have two children. I have a son and a daughter and they really are my moon and my son. Like they, they mirror each other. And I have a bunch of cool stories I can share about that. Um, And like the talking before they, you know, like energetically talking to them before they came in and feeling you know, pregnancy, like, was so, you know, there's so much trauma in, in this motherhood space and mothers being unsupported. And I, I grew up with a single mom and like all these, all these things that like, for me, it just felt scary. So I allowed myself the spaciousness to, to like, feel the magic of pregnancy and feel like, you know, I reopened those doors for my, my line, I feel like, because they had been shut down. And so, so I had these soul conversations and these impressions that you get, you know, it's just, it's so soft and subtle, but it's like, oh, I know you, I can feel your energy. And, and, um, for my son, it was just like, he was so strong and so there, and he's very, he just was like this moon, you know, like he was just this very flowy, like earthy real, just like you know, interesting person. And, and for a long time, long before I even opened the like idea of it, I I got this 
like people would come up to me and say I was going to have twins like that I don't know like I was like that's a very strange thing to say to someone I don't know and I and I even had I had a reading one time when I was in Vegas like I just stumbled I went to go um get my nails done and it ended up being in this shop that had like uh psychics and tarot card readers stuff like this like totally random (laughs) yeah like but it was like way off the beaten path we weren't on the strip and I was just like uh, like I literally just walked across the street from our hotel and I was like the guys were out doing other stuff I'm like I'm just gonna go get my nails done because I need something to do and um (laughs) and I ended up meeting this incredible woman who was the real deal which at this point in time I had not really connected strongly to that and she did tarot for me while I got a foot soak and it was like the stuff she was saying I was like all right well that's crazy because she like described my husband described me like our dynamics and then she kept talking about twins and I was like at this point I had other people tell me this and she tells me this and so I'm like that's weird like so weird and I had always felt like two male energy so I felt like there was two kids possibly possibly a third but I didn't know how it was going to shake out and so I was very on having these two two boys um and this twin energy and I was like that was scary like I don't know like one baby is overwhelming two babies (laughs) and my husband was funny because he always like really wanted twins I don't know why but that's something he talked about and so we laughed about having twins. Well, you know, I get pregnant. We find out we're having a son first and like, you know, he's over the moon and, um, you know, and it's not a twin. And I'm like, whew, dodged a bullet there, you know? <laughs> and, but so what ends up happening is my second pregnancy three, three years later um, ends up being a girl, but like their charts are mirrors of it. Like they are the, the same three signs and their main things, but just in different places. And yeah. he is male, she's female, and like, uh, you know, her middle name's Soul, and his middle name's Sterling, and it was just like, all of these things were guided to me, and I'm like, they literally are the moon and the sun, and they are like, they have this twin, they're just twins that were born at different times, but they're yeah. like mirroring each other, and I just, I'm so excited to see how this plays out, like, yeah. and what the things, because they really do polarize each other, and I, and I'm like, whatever you guys have coming, like you clearly needed to come in together and like, you're going to mirror all these things. Cause you, you know, she's so feminine and he's so masculine and it's just like, they're going to do this dance in life. And, and, you know, if I wasn't brave enough and I didn't, you know, open that really at the time, what was the biggest fear I had, I wouldn't have the opportunity to know myself in all these different ways. And right. I'm learning that through them, but that was a core, like, value and intention I set is like I am not here to program these kids they're bringing their magic through and I really do believe being a successful parent is allowing yourself the grace and the mystery of what they have to offer instead of like the older paradigm where it's like we're programming these empty slots to be like how we think they should be and so I wanted to gift them spaciousness in my motherhood to be who they are and to, for me to love and nurture them through navigating the world. Like, I feel yeah. like that's what a parent in this new cycle we're in, it, it needs to get skilled at, right? Is like, yeah. how do we support mm-hmm. and navigating the world? I Le- feel like less, the parents less programming, like, more supporting. Yeah, I feel like the parents are more like guides for 
Like, I feel like guiding is the perfect word for it. Like you're really guiding this child through the world. And like, um, I love the idea of just allowing them to experience it their own way. And it's hard. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's hard because you, and that's where like, I feel like all my background and like deprogramming and unschooling my own mind and like coming yeah. at things is like taking, it's like such good groundwork for this because it's like, you do man, like, like those voices, like these kids are medicine. Like they're going to shine the light on like whatever you're still holding on to Cause it like comes up front and center, you know? And so it's a constant practice. And so again, like we've talked about I do things very deeply. So I'm doing this motherhood thing real deeply and it's yeah. intense, it's exhausting, and it's really challenging. And it's made me to bring it full circle, have to realize like how broken my receiving was like, because what I wanted most in the world is to give these kids this vision that I have of us together and what our family looks like. And there's no way to do that without receiving for myself because there's no way I can, I can do the things and show up at the way I want to show up at without caring for myself and without allowing community and support, which was not something modeled to me. Like that is not how, that's not how I grew up. That's not how, you know, like, and, and I feel like this is something that we're learning culturally too. And seeing the impact of like, when we have mothers removed from community, when there is not a priority placed on the mother, like our children suffer. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's what happens because if you're allowed to really be in that full embodied feminine and mother energy of like being able to move mountains and hold the space and love and nurture and be, be receptive and be, surrender to the, the the things that are everything's so instant with little ones because there there's no regulation yet so it's all right there on the surface and you you have to be able to regulate yourself and these are all things we're just like learning you know yeah. and so so it's just for me each each pregnancy really made me have to learn to receive in a different way and and the whole time, it really just made me like realize like, oh, wow, like I have been completely unopen to receiving. And it comes from like the the fixing it thing too. Like I'm a recovering fixer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because it's like, I do, I have this empathy and compassion and I see someone hurting and it's like, I want to fix it. I want to make it better. Yeah. You know, and that's the mom thing too. It's like, you see a need and you want to fill it, but it's really about learning. Like you are also worthy of all those things. And what being a parent has taught me the most is, is that like, we're modeling things through our actions and our behaviors. We talk at kids a lot, but it's way more important to show them. And so it's, it's actually just deepened my desire to show up for myself and to do really hard, uncomfortable things and let go of things that I never thought I could let go of. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what's required. Yeah. And there's nothing I won't do for them. And to do, to do that, like there has to be nothing I won't do for myself because I want them to know 
that they, they can count on them, you know, like they can't, I want to build that deep self-knowing and give them the expansiveness. I don't want to shut that down in them, you know? Yeah. It sounds like you're breaking a lot of old patterns. And I think this is like a huge thing for so many of us is like the patterns of codependency. Yeah. Like wanting to like sort of, I think our society sort of trains us to um, gain our self-worth through what we're doing for others and not just inherently feel worthy and inherently feel open to receive. And um, so I think that's so beautiful that you're learning that and you're just like holding that space for your kids to not be programmed in that way and like yeah. I, mean, I have a friend who homeschools and I'm just like amazed by how her kids are just so they're so open and loving and they just don't have any impression of like I'm not worthy like I'm just like yeah. amazed by it I'm like oh yeah okay what else can you teach me <laughs> in my opinion, is not what it's sold as, right? Like we look at school as this amazing avenue for education. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the best level, yes, but I feel like the system and structure that has come to know at school is really designed to pull you out of your knowing and to pull you out of your worth because it teaches you to not trust yourself. Like essentially, like you're put in a, in a, you need to trust the authority. You need to fall into line. You need to do these things. Yet when we allow kids to be in nature, nature is self-regulating. So yeah. like when you're allowed spaciousness, there's no timeline. Like you're all going to get there. Look, reading and writing and arithmetic, we we put this at the pinnacle, right? Like we put this at this, like, these are the standards that you must reach to function in the world. Yes, this, these are critical skills they're not hard. This does not take 12 years. Like, and and you're going to get them eventually. Like when it becomes applicable and necessary for your world. And I feel like when we force those things on our kids very early on, you're squashing their creativity. You're squashing their imagination, which are in their brain development. And I think this is what's cool. Like we're really starting to just now understand these things Mm -hmm. is like, this is the time where like their creative play is never going to be higher. They're problem solving, they're sponge like. So to like cram it into this really tiny narrow lens of like, you must do these things to be successful in the world. We are just squashing their potential, yeah. like squashing it. And so it's not easy to take that on as a parent of being, being in charge of their unlimited potential but I mean really it's the task because like the systems and structures and this is the time we're living in are coming apart yeah and so the parents and now it's it's daunting and that is why we need community like that is why we need to know how to receive for ourselves because the space you are required to hold in a dismantlement of structure and systems is incredible yeah and it's overwhelming and it feels like you are failing 90% of the time. <laughs> and so having community and people and ways to fill your cup that reflect really like the deep honoring that's happening in that space and the 
love that is pouring into all of those cracks is you have to have that reflected back to you in some way or you're not going to make it. Like it's just too much. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Everything you just said was so powerful. I'm like, yeah, go Lacey, go. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I love having these conversations, right? Because it's just, I have so much energy and passion for these things. And this is how my brain, like, this is what my brain's running in the background while I'm doing, you know, dishes and chores and things like that. (laughs) And I feel like just allowing spaciousness to be the multidimensional beings. And this is like, this is what your podcast is all about, right? Is that like, we have the opportunity to remember we are multidimensional beings and we are running on so many different facets all the time. And it, it's truly wonderful. And that's the community that you're building and, and the things that you're bringing into the world. And I really, I really value that and appreciate it. And I think it's cool because when you show up, it's like what we were talking about earlier. When you show up that way and you create those pathways, it makes it easier for others to do it. And I feel that and I'm inspired by you. And, and it's great to have these places coming online. You know, we, we need that, that sense of community and those places of connection to remember like, you're not alone. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard totally. and you're getting your teeth kicked in a lot of the time, but it's yeah. oh, going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the whole maybe reason. Not, maybe not right now. Maybe <laughs> not right now, but it will be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the whole reason that I even started this podcast was that I had no idea. I had a really dramatic awakening and had no idea what I went through. And so I figured I would figure out what the hell I went through by asking other people what they went through. <laughs> so it's just funny yeah. how you We're start to do these things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I interrupted you. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, relationship through other people like that's a big part of I know there's an astrological I'm I'm not an astrology expert by any means but I do know that there's an aspect of like our timeline that is that like relationship I think it's the Pluto I was reading something like where it's placed on our timeline of like you know when we came in and how much of the work that we're doing is in relationship yeah and how we learn yeah yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you kind of nailed it because my, my Pluto's in the seventh house, which is learning through relationships and also not to nerd out on the charts, but I have Jupiter in Aquarius, which is about expanding and learning and teaching and community. So I think you just sort of intuitively read my chart without seeing it, <laughs> but you might have some similar placements too. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it's yeah. how my journey with the podcasts or started out by doing something for myself but then that opened up all this space for other people to join you know what I mean like what you're saying about opening to receive it's sort of like I was looking to receive guidance and then it's cool how when you do that for yourself you never know where, where it can take you and how it can help other people you know yeah and I and I think that like, that's the, the courage part of being courageous and open in your heart. Cause these are like vulnerable and like, look for a long time, like you were deemed crazy train. And in a lot of ways still are for talking about the things that you talk about. Right. And, right. and um, we all have these experience because it's intrinsic to the life that we have here and the experiences we came here to have. 
but it's been hushed and 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 really um it's like I tell people like I find woo-woo really offensive I feel like it's a derogatory term Uh it's like I can laugh about it I'm not stuck on it but like it does stick in my craw because I feel like it's this term that is dismissive Mm -hmm. to the unseen spaces and like the power and things that happen and I feel like it it's done some good right because like it has made it feel safe by like bringing in that like playful dismissiveness is like we can talk about this and still kind of write it off as not being true like and I feel like the woo-woo has been that way in many many ways of like like we're gonna you know it's like a a joke sort of thing Mm -hmm. so I appreciate that about it but it's like you know I love that there's people through their own experience like you that are opening these pathways and making it more possible and it and these are conversations so worth having and and it kind of goes back to that, like speeding things up, mm-hmm. like that I was talking about earlier of like, you know, being able to like find more easeful ways. It's like, if we talk more clearly about our suffering and the lessons we've learned, like it's just, it deepens those pathways and those channels that we already opened and cleared mm-hmm. and makes it more normalized. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just like when I've been going through really hard things, I would find podcasts that weren't super spiritual, but they were like inspirational. It's like before I really opened up spiritually. And I mean, that's what got me through is listening to people's stories of going through really hard stuff. And they not only did they make it through, it like propelled them in their life. And and that's not always the case, but that's what I chose to look at because I was like, all right, I'd be like, I know that I can get through this. And I just, you know, was looking for that inspiration, but I, I really want to know. Um, I feel like we've gotten so deep on like the, <laughs> the, uh, like repatterning and like the sort yeah. of the mental space. I'm curious, like what spiritual experiences have sort of opened you up that if you want to share any. Yeah. I feel like just in my nature, like I have this knowingness, like it's always been, but like opening up ritual um, practices and just like listening, like I've had so many, so many of these, it's just a waking part of my life. Like I have, I have experienced so many crazy things. Like, I mean, I remember up being a kid and like my I would always play music in my bedroom and my mom's like you know why do you always play music in your room like to go to sleep I'm like I'm trying to drown out the noise like Mm -hmm. it is noisy in here and I would see like shadows and like all these things and it was like I literally like was having a hard time sleeping because I didn't know what was going on but there was so much activity that it was disruptive And I didn't know practices on how to like grab my energy and, and call my space so that it was my space and like all these things, you know, and I think that this is like, I think everyone experiences this to different degrees, just like I came in with a real awakened sense of those things. Like, and I come from a line of women that like, I'm a third generation Reiki uh, tuned person like my mom and my grandmother both were initiated into that in in different ways and different reasons um oh, 
So it's like, it's like been part of my line for a long time. And like my mom's very like, she, she was open to talking about those things, but it's, it's always been, it's just always been. So like that space. And I think that that's what helped me in all of this is like, I'm not uncomfortable. And I realize that like the unseen is like the biggest part of the world. Mm -hmm. And that like, I choose to interface with it, like more in an ex, like just a knowing experiential way. Like I don't have a lot of, um, I just, I think I've experienced that so much in the past that like my, my job really is like I, in nature, like I, I have a lot of spiritual conversations in nature and I'm definitely like this go round very, like my biggest source of spiritual communication is in nature. And, and no wonder I was born in Alaska, right? Like I'm yeah. so sub- in nature. It is insane. Like I'm sitting here and I'm looking out the window at the lake and the mountains and there's moose out here. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's one of these things that like, I taught, I, since I was a small kid, I've talked to trees and like, I, that's one of the art forms I do is like, I pull these images out of trees I talk to and like, these incredible things come out of them and like it's um it's definitely like the coolest part about like getting grounded in myself and like having these is like that feels normal to me now and for a long time I was dismissive of it because I didn't have that reflected out to me it goes back to what thing about why it's important to share these things so thanks for asking is that like it's it's something that a lot of time we just keep internal and we don't talk about because it's not accepted in most circles Mm-hmm. but it is just very much part of life. And I think living here in Alaska, and I, I think that like, it just, it's such a part of my life. Like I speak universal languages. I take signs very seriously. Like, you know, animals cross my path and I'm like, oh, the energy of that. Like those yeah. are, it's just finding who I am. And I trust that guidance now more than ever. So it's yeah. like, i according to these signs and signals and it's a lot about like what I was talking about like those subtle things like if I'm hurting and I'm in nature and I'm looking for that direction to go in you know like I'm paying attention to how the wind blows I'm paying attention to you know what I hear what I see what I smell and it's such this it brings you back into the sweetness of life because like this is literally a blink of an eye that we're in these bodies on this planet having this wild experience and you know the pains of things can really pull you out of that and make you forget like how these simple moments of like feeling the north wind blow across your face and being like oh what's north mean like what is that telling me you know and and uh being held in the mountains and it's just uh for me like that's my biggest spiritual connection is just nature and where I connect to source and get the messages that I need. And um, also like grounding practices, like getting your feet in the earth. I love it. I, I feel like, man, you definitely have such a like shaman soul, I feel. And I, I feel like so much um, in common with you. Cause like, I feel like I was connecting with nature in that way, but from like a spiritual space without realizing, you know what I yeah. mean? Way before I like thought of spirituality, like yeah. 
Um, I remember <clears throat> some like uh, I don't remember what the oh Saint Jehovah or what is it the Jehovah's Witnesses came to my door one day, and um, they were just like you know preaching to me and all this stuff, and I was like, well, I don't really need your help. Like I, you know, I believe in everything God is in everything and this is yeah. like before I really opened up at all and and it was interesting to be challenged by somebody like you know how yeah. people like that can be really oh, yeah. and to be challenged it like made my deepest thoughts come out of my mouth which I really never said to anyone ever before and I was just like well what a gift yes totally and and it was like I don't like I, I live by like, do no harm. Like, I don't need you to preach to me. Like, <laughs> and they're like, well, don't you want somebody to thank for that beautiful sunset? And I'm like, I do. I like thank the universe, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it was just, that was a really interesting moment. And I agree with you about how we take the really simple things for granted. Like a lot of times in spirituality, we want to go out, 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 out. And yes. you're like, bringing it back to like, no, go in, go deep and like, take note of what's here before you go out looking for more. And, um, I really appreciate that. Do you also, do you ever allow yourself to kind of go out there as well? I, I I love it. I like, that's not a hard place for me to go. I love meditating. I love, you know, I love, uh, going into, you know, trance states and like, seeing but like I really feel like what's needed and I'm very much like a what 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 am I being called to support the collective like I like and as much as I love to play around in those things I feel like the missing block right now for people I think we've been oversold the the universal piece of like just like staying in our upper energy bodies and like blasting out and like playing it it's so exciting and it's so cool got that forbidden fruit juiciness to it because it's been <laughs> so for so long. But I think that my soul pattern is like, I already like, I get it. I know it. I'm into it. I can access it when I need to. But I yeah. feel like part of this like earthy mom vibe that I'm bringing in right now is like the message I really feel like is important for people to know right now, because we're in a destabilization point, it's more important now than ever to make sure that you're lower energies centers are very grounded, rooted in, and know how to do that because we're getting blasted and so many codes are coming. And our job really right now, I feel like is, and especially those of us who have been training for this moment is to ground in and anchor in and allow those codes to, to have somewhere to land. And you can't do that without the, the structural, grounded security piece and knowing how and that doesn't mean security outside of yourself although that helps right yeah Yeah. Um, and it is an important part to the 3d that's like kind of where I'm cleaning up in my house (laughs) like I was like I actually need structures and systems so that I can like be bigger and do bigger and hold more like all this juice that I want to bring in so I'm kind of cleaning up that area of my life right now Mm -hmm. um but it starts internally. And like the message like that I've repeatedly getting in is, is like earth medicine is really important right now because like our job, there's so many light codes coming in so much energy coming in 
and so much awareness now opening up that these are exist and acceptance that that is part of how the world works. Like people's minds are now being opened to accept it, even if they don't understand it or know it. And so uh, us who have been here navigating this and learning the skills to how to ground in and how to anchor in and how to trust our sovereignty and our discernment is what's being called of us and right now is to be guides and support and and really even if you're not doing that in an outward way daily doing it for yourself yes. does do it <laughs> like what we were yeah. talking about are connected if you just build your personal practice like you don't have to be a healer you don't have to be you know a podcast person like you in your life like it's very much the individual is being tasked with like grounding in and like if you need practices or skills like by all means like find some one to trust and love and support you into like making sure that my advice is if you're connecting and learning from someone, making sure that their integrity is in, is in supporting and aligning you with your truth and your sovereignty. Um, there's a lot of people who are really wrapped up in ego in the spiritual space and like doing, you know, everybody's got to meet people where they're at. So that's valuable too. I'm not discrediting yeah. it, but I feel like a lot of like the crazy spiritual blasted out of your body, nutso things that can happen when you start playing in this arena yeah, happen out of not being in discernment and alignment and, and honoring natural law, like asking for permission, like these basic things. Like, it's like, how did we, how did we skip over all of that? Mm -hmm. And it's because it's still playing in the old paradigm mm. of that. Like something's outside of yourself. There's an authority bigger than you. And like, ultimately, like that never resonated with me, which is why I, I couldn't get on board with um, like a lot of like the Christian doctrine. And I, I love Christ consciousness and I love, I love the, the things that it's brought in and all these things. But like, even as a small kid, I was like, this is not, uh, this feels real boxed in. I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this, is, this is not my container. I have, I, I. I think it's so important for you to connect spiritually and whatever container that is for you and resonates with you is the most important thing for me personally. It wasn't expansive enough container for what I came here to do. So it was like, even as a very small child, um, my mom allowed me freedom to go and explore. And I went to different churches and I, I got kicked out of, uh, of, um, Sunday school for asking too many questions. Oh, like I, got, I love it. I got rejected as a child. Well, I don't love it. I'm sorry for your well, child self, but I mean, that's funny. And it, it was what needed to, it was like the one thing. Cause I was like, I, my mom, one of the, the things that my mom did for me, that was like such a gift was she really did teach me discernment from a, a, a and my inner authority. And she didn't know that she was doing it and it was chaos, but like, it was an important value because she didn't receive it as a kid and she wanted to try to find an avenue. And it was, it was a hot mess getting there, but I got it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I'm so grateful for it because she, from a very small age, built that discernment within myself. So here I was as a small kid, I was probably, I don't know, maybe nine, something like that in, in a new structure in a church where we're learning about these spiritual things and like a group of peers and I'm listening and I'm like, you know, 
there's some things that aren't sitting right with me. <laughs> like, And yeah. everybody else is just like sitting there, letting it be poured into them and letting them, you know, receive whatever message this person, which also this person's telling their version of how they interpreted it, mm-hmm. you know, which again, no judgment around this, but even at a small age, I was gifted with the discernment to go, hmm, that's not pinging for me. That's not right. hitting. And I was inquisitive. And so I started asking questions and it, it all came down to animals with me because like, animals were my love and like I connected with animals so early and that was my safe place and who I communicated with most as a small child because we were you know Alaska was a very different place then like it was very much rural where I was and I didn't have a lot of other children and uh around and so like my animals were my companions and so you know when when someone started saying that animals don't have souls and things like this like I was like, mm, I'm not, because uh, like to me, they were my equal. <laughs> like, yeah, I, as yeah. a child, I was like, there is no difference, you know, which is like, that's the beauty of that inner uh, child, like wisdom and that, that purity is like, they, like everybody comes in here knowing we're all made from the same stuff. It's like, we get pulled out of that. So long story short, I asked too many questions and they weren't able to like, give me clear answers, which wasn't acceptable to me because it was like, I'm here because you people say, you know, the things. So like, what am I doing here? If like, I'm asking questions, like you should be able to provide me. And the, she got frustrated and because I wasn't accepting the answers that she was telling me. And so I got asked to leave and not come back. And, and, um, and I was like, it was a, many of my early lessons in life were challenging authority and and my, that's my mom's I mean my mom is an Aries Taurus cousin she's like you know she will go to battle like if something is unjust like she's going to shake the tree till it's done and so you know I learned a lot of that like well I am allowed to question this like I'm supposed to you know and so yeah that inquisitiveness has served me well in life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny to me is that like, um, that's how Jesus taught. It was by asking questions. And so it's pretty hilarious to go into a church and then get kicked out for asking questions. Yeah. I think that like, I think like that's where I started calling BS on the church scene. And like my personal, like I have, there's churches and they do wonderful things. Mm-hmm. I just found in my experience that I wasn't allowed the openness in that. And I didn't, and I, I love Christ's teachings and I love, I love everything it has to offer. I just think people make it muddy. Yeah. And like, I think that organized religion is a structure to control and uh, deliver a narrative. And I think it does a lot of good, but I also think it's ultimately pulling you out of your own discernment and right. your own, which is in real teachings like not not the not what you're supposed to do so right right. so it's one of those things it's just like it was way too tiny of a container for me personally like especially like like I said like nature has been my church always and I and I live in Alaska which is like this incredible nature cathedral there's so many like I can go so many different directions and find myself in like the most vast amazing places so Totally. Yes. I, I have a similar thing going out here in New Hampshire where I just, when I'm out in the woods, I feel at home, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
sometimes it feels I I will go in certain areas and it feels super elevated like I'm not in space or time and um who knows who knows what is happening at that moment like there are definitely earth portals like that like you 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 can connect and have vastness that like I mean that's the beauty of earth there really are so many points and if you get into any of that stuff with ley lines and like all these sacred sites and things like that, it's like, it's because they hold energy. I, I, I'm fortunate. One of my favorite places here where I grew up was, was, I felt that way since I was a kind tiny kid and I have always gone there and it's like definitely a, a spiritual power place for me. Um, and I've been fortunate enough now that like I have my own ritual work and my own, um, sacred practices that like I've been able to share in community and offer um offer circles and do things in in those places and it's like oh it feels so good yeah it's just nature just is such an equalizer so I think wherever you're at like find that power place for you and they're everywhere they're everywhere and they don't have to have a monument to be that and it might be what your personal frequency needs like if you just are open to looking and exploring um you'll find it for you you know like you have like and you land there mm-hmm. totally and I I love what you said too like when I was asking about going out um I feel like what you're speaking about you know with grounding and everything is how important it is to actually be embodied here right now yeah. where um things in the outer world have been chaotic and it has been like when you're going through all these transformations um it can feel like you want to escape and so I think sometimes people do use you know going out there as as just like a way to escape real life just you can be spiritually blasted addicted just like you are to a substance or shopping or tv like there's, you can definitely like, um, the need to numb things out, it comes from the fear of holding that space within yourself and the things that you have to confront, like it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, like you start to do this stuff and uncover these things and experience the things that you have to do to uncover them for yourself. Like I get it. Like, mm-hmm. it, like the need to escape is feels real. And so like, I feel like holding your feet to the fire and, and, um, allowing yourself to, like you said, feel like, and, and give yourself the, the healthy gifts of being held in that space. Like whether it's yourself holding yourself in that space and just being like, wow, this sucks. This is really hard. And I feel all the things and nothing makes sense. And it's, that's I can be in that space and I can be uncomfortable and I can be angry about it you know I I feel like I think for everyone like we get stuck on like that these are bad emotions and these are good emotions but they're really yeah. just communications and allowing yourself to to feel the depth of that and just breathe into it and like you said and and, and this is this is where the training comes in to not get entrapped and stuck because those denser energies are thick, you know, they're very dense. And so they can hold you there. And like, it's very easy to get overwhelmed and stuck. And I see so many incredible people. I feel like one of 
the gifts I have is being able to see the light in people, like no matter what's going on. And, um, and like, that's the part I like to nurture and help them see and remember, even if they're going through something that's really dark and hard, because it's, I've, I've learned in, in my practice is like, those are the moments that like, you're being shown where you need the most light. And it's just an opportunity to bring that in. And you are more than capable of doing it. Yeah. You may not know how you may not have found that practice for yourself. It's out there. And you just have to be willing to like, play around and see what works and, and know and remember like the incredible, powerful light that flows through you mm-hmm. and it throws flows through all of us mm-hmm. and and especially in the dark times yeah. but it takes it takes a bit of practice and like learning how to hold that light in the dark you know mm-hmm. and and like that's where if you're in a lot of avoidant behaviors and you're in a lot of addictive behaviors like you're going to get stuck circling the drain because you're not confronting it and being held in light and and it's it is your responsibility and it is your your duty to being a sovereign being to take that responsibility but it does not mean that you do not deserve love and support through it and that you shouldn't have community that can understand and reflect those parts of yourself that you're having a hard time seeing for yourself man i just feel like we're in such a time where so many people are sort of opening up and are so new to this journey that like even uh navigating what community like which community may be right can even be a little bit challenging right now I don't know why that's coming up as you say that but I just thought of that like how because we don't have a lot of elders anymore I feel like you know it's sort of like we're all being asked to remember our elder self yes (laughs) And it's, it's interesting. I, I feel like, I feel like you've already, you've shared quite a bit on what you feel about, you know, discernment, but does anything arise when I say that, like that you would want to share? Feel like so much of coming out of the patterns and programming of, of where we've been at in this, this paradigm that we're leaving is really been in in pulling us out of discernment Mm -hmm. and so like I feel like that is foreign territory and you're not gonna you're not gonna know the communities like there's lessons that just have to open up what discernment is for you right and but I do feel like just asking for the awareness and clarity these things don't have like you don't but this goes back to what I have to say it doesn't have to be hard yeah. Like you can, and, and it might be, it might yeah. be, <laughs> but if it is just know that it's opening up and shining the light in the places that like, you just have to clear it out. Yeah. And yeah. so, but like we all, I feel like everyone knows the pit of their stomach and you might have been trained out of it and you might not trust it because you're out of self-trust. And this is, this is the key, right? Like you have to rebuild self-trust within yourself so that you can, you can trust your discernment. Because if you've been consistently doing things that are out of alignment with your self-trust, you don't have any reason to believe your discernment. Right. Right. Like 
you're the voices in your head are like, you're full of shit, you know, Mm. like I can't trust myself because in the past I didn't trust my discernment or something happened that makes me feel like I should check in with someone else or I should maybe clear it through something else. And so it's really about, it's really about rebuilding self-trust. Like that's the biggest piece of the learning, the discernment is true for you is like, you really just little, little things, little things to rebuild the self-trust so that when your discernment hits you in the gut, like it does, you're like, Oh, I am not going to listen to any of the stories I have that tells me that that's not true. The gut. And that I actually am just going to trust that and be open to feeling it, what that is. Cause it's going to take me down something that I don't know, or I'm unsure about. And I'm in the land of the unknown again, because yeah. often that's what it does is like, it's asking us to go down an unknown path. Right. And that's why I want to hear all of the chatter in the background that tells us, Oh, I can make up 500 stories about why that's not true. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I, I think I know why I asked you about that because I feel like I've, I just really dove into that lesson recently and, um, sometimes trusting yourself can feel really uncomfortable because if you're used to, um, people pleasing, Oh yeah. Then you, you distrust yourself a lot because you believe you have to please people outside of yourself. And so that's sort of new territory, like not completely new, but there's new territory there for me. (laughs) No, I, I think that you're really hitting on something there because the, the, the unfamiliarity of like, like trusting that trusting yourself piece is because like often the people pleasing aspect, like we had to not trust our gut as a child because someone else was telling us and for our safety because our safety was dependent on other people as a child yeah you learn to appease whatever that story is and not trust yourself yeah yeah and so we have literally you know 20 30 40 60 years of conditioned response into not trusting ourselves because our survival or what happened when we were small was dependent on and we were told frequently mm-hmm. that like it doesn't matter what you're feeling or trusting <laughs> like this is the way it is i'm going to tell you how it is so when we're in a situation where we're using discernment you know you have all this conditioning and patterning saying like well these are all the reasons why that's not true <laughs> so or or I'm now very uncomfortable because what I know is true because I have built my discernment and this yeah. is what I'm here to say is, isn't going to fly with person A, B, or C because right. they're going to tell me reasons why that's not true. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable because now I have conflict. Yes. Yeah. And so it's really interesting though, once you, what I've experienced with it is that conflict arises, but then I've had an opportunity to express myself and yes. my feelings clear to somebody else and it's actually been like a beautiful process as uncomfortable as it was it actually ended up being very harmonious and beautiful in the end yes 
and opening these doors of connection that couldn't possibly have existed before. And that's building the self-trust piece. Like that's like reinitiating yourself to like crossing that threshold of discomfort yeah. for, for what's coming to you on the other side. And you start doing that enough. You start trusting it more where like, you're like, okay, this is going to set my skin on fire and I'm going to be so wildly uncomfortable, but I am worth my discernment. I am worth my truth. I am so worthy of having relationships with people who can hear me. It doesn't mean they have to agree with me. It doesn't mean that they have to go things my way and often not, (laughs) but, but I can feel seen and I can trust myself to, to follow what I know is true for me. Yeah. You know, that's discernment is it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah, totally. Wow. Well, thank you so much for this. I feel like I'm getting this vision of just like this uh, ball of yarn that we have just unraveled and then woven this beautiful tapestry with. Like it feels like the ball of yarn is like all the old programming and we're just like yanking it out and weaving something new. You know what? Like that's like spirit confirmation for me because when I was thinking about this call, like the last day and a half, the vision I was getting was a ball of yarn. No so way. like, yes, I was just like, cause I was like, how, what is all like, how do I want to frame this? You know, you, the onion, you get the onion all the time. I'm like, I'm yeah. so over the onion. And the <laughs> thing that I kept getting was a ball of yarn. Like, and, and so, and one of my favorite songs that I've had in my recent awakening talks about like weaving a tapestry so like spirits just hitting across the board on like we said what we had to say here (laughs) yes yes this was like jam-packed with wisdom and goodness and I just like really appreciate it so well thank you for the invitation yeah and where can people find you the, the easiest way to find me is on instagram and I am at ignite consciousness awesome Cool. Yeah. I'd love to connect too. I'm I'm pretty open to, you know, hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you, Wendy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Light Always Wins. You can find me on Instagram at light.alwayswins. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review and hit subscribe and maybe share with some of your friends. Until next time, remember, light always wins.